0: Welcome to Behind the Writer, the podcast about what the heck happens after you finally finish that novel. I'm your host, Julie Vade, and I'm here with my fellow indie authors to dive into the good, the bad, and the ugly of writing and publishing a novel. Today, I am joined by Jordan Dugdale. She grew up in a small Midwest town of Liberty, Missouri, where she still resides. Growing up, she surrounded herself with fantasy worlds, whether that was searching for dragons in the neighborhood with her brother, writing fantasy stories with her sister, hunting zombies with her father in video games, or consuming as many fantasy novels as she could get her hands on. She spends most of her time reading or writing fantasy novels playing tabletop role-playing games, playing video games with her siblings and boyfriend, or running her small metaphysical business. You can also find her snuggling with her three dogs, Bomber, Pippin, and Morty. Fantasy worlds and writing have always been her deep-seated passion, and she has spent the last 10 plus years developing philanthropists with her brother, Josh. So Jordan, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. I'm so excited to be here. And I have to ask. It says you have three dogs. What kind of dogs are they? So Morty is a
1: Chihuahua, um, uh-huh. and then Pippin. We just actually sent in for his DNA test, but we think uh-huh. he's a Min Pin Chihuahua mix. Uh-huh. Um, and then Bo is, uh, we believe he's a Great Dane lab pit mix, but we're not sure. Oh my goodness.
0: That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Your great yeah. Danes are so beautiful. Oh my I God. know. <laughs> and he's
1: so sweet. He's the sweetest dog I've ever had.
0: I know. That's what they say. The bigger the dog, the more they're just big mushes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, and then also, it says you like, do, do you do any D&D? Tabletop roleplaying. Yes. Plays? So I've been yes. playing D
1: and D for like, oh gosh, it's probably been over ten years now. I started when I was seventeen, and I started. My brother kind of pulled me into it, and he had a friend, and his whole family did it. His dad had been been DMing since the um, the seventies. And wow. So wow. yeah, I, I got lucky there with my first D and D campaign being with a veteran. Like he had been doing it for a long time. So yeah.
0: That's so fun! I love D anD D. Me and my I haven't done it in a while, but back in college, me and my friends would do D anD D. But we did like total homebrew, like made up all the rules, like we're not following the official rulebook at all. But it was so fun. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's (laughs) almost better than like following the rulebook because you just you get to make it your own, which is
0: even better. Yeah, except sometimes the powers that we would like give ourselves would be like way too overpowered. <laughs> be like this is not working. Yeah, you'd break the game or something. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. So tell me about the books that you have published or what you're working on. It's um the tidings of misfits, right?
1: Yes. So that is my debut. Um, it's a dark epic fantasy that I published back in January. And it's actually based on the D&D campaign that I'm a part of right now. Um, my boyfriend is our DM, and we've been playing it for the last three years. And it's about five morally gray misfits that, and like their adventures and stuff. Um, so it's been really fun to write. Um, I'm working on the second book right now. It's called A Waltz Through Flames. And it should be out this winter sometime. It's been really fun writing it.
0: Yeah, I can imagine because I feel like there's so many crazy things that can happen in a D&D campaign. Yes. So if you're basing it off that, I'm sure there's so many twists and turns and crazy things in the book too. Yeah,
1: I know some of my readers have told me, they're like, I can kind of see where one of the characters might have fumbled or rolled a natural 20 and, and they did really well or something like that. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I need to, I'm definitely going to read your book. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but <laughs> I'm so excited. Now that it's based off D&D, yeah. that's going to be right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, if you like D&D, you'll probably really like it. Perfect. Besides D&D, is there anything else that kind of got you into writing or that kind of keeps you drawn to it?
1: Um, I've been writing since I was probably like 12. Um, I saw Lord of the Rings for the first time and, (laughs) and, um, it just, it just blew me away. Like the writing and the character, the characters, especially I'm very character driven, uh, when I'm telling my stories. And I think it's because of Lord of the Rings, just because like the characters were just so well done and it fascinated me as a child. And then I think, I think I watched two towers. And then after that, I, I went home and I wrote a book. It wasn't a good book, but it, it, it was there for sure.
0: If you ever go back and read like your younger work, like I also started writing when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like think about how I used to write back then. And I'm like, that was just, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> It was not good though. <laughs> it's like, um, that's never
1: going to see the light of day, but, but I, I, I was really passionate about it at the time.
0: Yeah, sure. And that's where it all starts. I mean, I feel like a lot of writers that I've talked to also have started from when they were a kid, because I feel like you're just so creative when you're a kid and everybody mm-hmm. has like, have so many ideas. So I think it's a really good starting point. Yeah, for sure. Is your books like young adult, adult, new adult, like what kind of age range are you? At? I would
1: classify it as new adult probably just because okay. it and it's not due to like explicit content. Um, it's It's due to just some of the dark themes there's cult activity and like, it's, it can be kind of, um, it just can be heavy and it, and the series gets heavier as it goes on. So I classify it in that new adult genre.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that makes sense. I get kind of confused sometimes. I feel like the like definitions of what's young adult versus what's new adult versus what's adult. Yes. Sometimes I feel like they get kind of blurred and mushed together. Yes. So I'm always interested to hear how you know authors are kind of interpreting what it means to them for the different yes. age ranges. And-
1: I think I I would say that like an older teenager could probably read my books and be okay. But I just didn't feel comfortable putting it in the YA section just because I would not feel comfortable with like a 13-year-old reading it. So Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that makes sense. Yeah, I think sometimes the young adult books, I feel like – have a lot of explicit content like sometimes yes. there's a lot of young adult books out there that have a lot of like sex scenes and stuff and yeah. I'm like 13 year olds are reading this like is this really young yeah adult? <laughs>
1: exactly I think that's the problem with YA right now is because it's so popular everyone wants to write YA but they want to write explicit content and so it just it kind of it kind of blurs the line like you said with right. what is YA and what isn't
0: right for sure but I'm glad that you have, you know, solid reasoning for putting it yeah. in the new adult and are being responsible with that. I think a lot of authors need to kind of <laughs> think yes. about that a little
1: bit more. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Oh, my
0: goodness. Yeah. Um, all right. So what has your... Writing or publishing process been like for we'll start with your first debut novel, and then we can talk about the differences with your second book that you're working on now
1: okay, so my first debut since I didn't really know uh what I was doing <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was I think I only did I did like a first draft, and then i I kind of self edited a little bit and I sent it out to beta readers, but it was my first book, so there was not really a lot of uh people that were like. Excited about it uh, quite yet, and so my beta readers never got back to me, which I think is—I think that's kind of an issue with uh, sometimes with beta readers. And so I was kind of expecting it, but um, luckily I had my brother and my sister uh, look over it, and since they know the content because they play the game with me, both of their characters are two of the main characters in the Misfits. Right. And so they kind of looked it over. So I kind of felt more comfortable when it went off to my developmental editor. But yeah, so it went to my editor, and she had it for, I think I sent it to her in April, and then she got it back to me in June. And then after that, like I think I had to re-edit, uh, like rewrite fifty percent of it. She was really oh, wow. good. Yeah, she was really good at what she did. Um, and I was kind of expecting her to tear it apart, but, but yeah. And then um, after that. Uh, I made the mistake. I didn't get like a proofreader or copy line editor. And so okay. <laughs> people people have been like, and, and it's super nice because people have been finding like just little mistakes and it's super easy to go in and change them. So that's what I've kind of been doing uh, for the first book. But, um, but yeah. And then I did my arc readers, like I think I sent it out at the end of October so that they had a lot of time because I feel like there's some arc readers that complain about, arcs not being sent out till like a week before the release, yeah, which I can right. understand. Cause I think it's good. Cause then they, they remember to review on Amazon, but I just did it way early so that they had a lot of time to read it. And I got really, really good feedback from my arc readers. I, I had way more people review on Goodreads than I thought, thought there would be. So
0: how many people did you send it out to for the arc readers? Um,
1: I sent it out to I think like 140 people. Oh my god. Yeah. good <laughs> so, my god. Good I, for you. <laughs> thank you. I had I had a lot of people sign up and I I was really really uh picky about cuz I didn't want people to think it was a fantasy romance. And so I was yeah. really picky about people uh it, like what genre they read. So I made sure to ask them what genre they read and if they said they read fantasy, I would give it to them. And I probably had I probably have like, uh, I have eighty five reviews on or ratings wow. on Goodreads right now. I think I had like seventy people that that um, ended up reviewing from my arc rating. So wow. that was a, in my opinion, that was a really good like uh, turnover. I think. Oh a lot yeah, of people, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because I had read that only ten percent of arc readers tend to actually review and rate and stuff. So it, yeah, it yeah exceeded my expectations.
0: Where did you find that many people to send it to? Because I, I like struggled to find, like, I mean, I used Instagram mostly to find like arc readers, but, um, yeah, yeah, I like did not know how to find a lot of people like that. So to get like a hundred people, that's crazy. I
1: know. And I, I did primarily use Instagram and then I boosted the post for like a week, I think. Um, but I, I also went on TikTok, which I don't, I got a few people from there, but most of it was probably Instagram. And then I, I also um, posted in a couple of Facebook groups, but I'm not sure like how, how many people came from the Facebook. I've I've right. always had hit or miss with Facebook. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Did, were you like reaching out to people individually or just put like a post on your feed that was like looking for?
1: Yeah, I just posted on, um, on my feed.
0: Okay. And then you boosted
1: yep. it, you said? Yep.
0: Okay. Yep. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. I need to I need to work <laughs> on my, my arc game because usually <laughs> I do not get that many arc readers. So Yeah,
1: I know I, I I feel like I just got lucky to be honest. Like I don't even know what, what I did that worked, to be honest. I think I just yeah, I just got lucky.
0: All right. Okay, so next question. What type of character or like message do you like to portray in your books?
1: Probably the most important thing to me is the LGBT rep. Um, It's super important for me Um, Mm -hmm. and and to have it in like a queer norm world um, just because like it's just super important for it to just be viewed as a normal thing
0: yeah
1: definitely yeah and so probably that's probably my most important thing I think my most popular character right now is Linda and they're non-binary everyone just loves them so uh, yeah yeah, I, I think it's great it's a great thing to have but I also really love characters that go through a lot and they overcome whatever's thrown at them so like positive character growth It
0: just,
1: yeah, character growth and in general, I'm very, like I said earlier, I'm very character driven, uh, with my story. So like character growth and, and, uh, characters building relationships with each other and that found family dynamic is probably the most important to me.
0: Yeah. I think that portraying like relationships between people is just, I think it just adds like another layer of like depth to the whole story um yeah I don't know that every book really has that yeah so yeah I totally agree I think it really adds a lot to the story yeah kind of stuff
1: well it just it helps people connect to your characters and to to feel for them when something happens to them and stuff so it's just like if a book doesn't have that then it can it can still be a good read but it it's not going to like it's not going to make people think about that book after they've read it if that makes sense Right. exactly
0: yeah no I totally know what you mean yeah Perfect. And I love that you have the representation, as you said. I think that's really important, especially nowadays, because there's everything is, you know, changing so fast and there's so many different, you know, people out there. Yeah, I think that having um you know, just so people can identify with what they're reading. So that's really awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so what has been your biggest challenge since you started like pursuing this and publishing and all that?
1: Probably managing, like balancing between my writing, um, my social life, and then I run my own business. So it's just (laughs) trying to balance that all and not just stress too much is, uh, has been a challenge just because I'm so, when I get something in my head, I have to do it until I'm done. So like Mm -hmm. if uh, if I try and sit down and relax or something, I all I'm thinking about is what I need to do. So it's it's about my <laughs> yes. biggest challenge is probably just being like, it's okay. There's no like, there's no hard deadline, you can you can just sit back and relax and, and it'll be fine. <laughs>
0: So, oh my God. Yes. I totally relate to that. Yeah. I do. Th- I like have all these self-imposed deadlines yes. where I'm like, I have to finish this by this date and I have to finish this. by this And then they're like, get a date. And I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so behind. And then I'll be talking to my friends or whatever. And they'll be like, what are you talking about? Like you can literally do whatever you want. Like, yeah, what do you mean there's, <laughs>
1: there's no rules to this, but for some reason it's like, oh, I have to do it by, by this time or, and then I do, I can't right. even figure out what the consequence would be. Right, so it's like, it's like or just, nothing. But yes, yeah.
0: It's,
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's just yeah, figuring yeah, that out
0: for sure. Um, what what's your business? Um,
1: so I run a metaphysical business, but we mm-hmm. really like emphasize in like crystals. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, and so my sister, my sister and I started it um, together, and she's more into the, like the metaphysical sense of it. I just really like pretty rocks. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just kind of like a good
0: balance. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's been really fun. I share a, uh, I share a building with my grandmother who an antique store and oh, she cool. owns the building and we're all like, we're on um, the historic square of our, our little town. And yes. uh, and then my mother's in there too with uh, her earth-friendly products. So it's oh, it's wow. kind of like a family business. It's it's super cool.
0: Yeah, that sounds really awesome. Actually, because yeah. you all have your own little piece of the building, that's so cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. All right. In the writing slash publishing experience, what has surprised you the most, either in a good way or a bad way?
1: Probably actually, to be honest, the like how welcoming and kind and helpful the indie community is.
0: Mm hmm, for sure. It,
1: yeah, it, it, and it's a good, it's a very good thing because I, I didn't have like negative ex- expectations about the community, but it's just been, it's been so nice to like meet people and fellow authors and kind of be able to lean on people's shoulders when like you're having a hard day or, Or you need help with something, and most people will jump in and just be like, oh, well, this is how I did it. And uh, they've been really kind and helpful in that sense.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Yeah, I feel like that every time I reach out to somebody, they're always, like, so nice and, like, want to help and are always, like, very welcoming. And I just got back from – the Imaginarium. Oh, I'm so jealous. (laughs) It was my first ever event. And so I was like, very nervous. Yeah, I don't um, blame
1: you. I would have been too.
0: Yeah, but it was so fun. And and, like, everybody was so nice. And like, I walked around and like, it was great to meet. Like, it's such a welcoming community. You're, You're totally right
1: yeah yeah it's pretty great it's it's definitely been very helpful doing this journey because then you don't really feel because writing I feel like it, you feel very alone in the sense of you're doing it by yourself but like that community kind of helps uh fight that like loneliness you can get from writing so yeah it's pretty great
0: yeah for sure and they say that the best way to market is to just get involved with the community and just mm-hmm. be a part of it. And then it's going to kind of just go from there. So I think like I've really tried to utilize that in terms of like marketing and like getting my name out there. Cause I feel like that's the hardest part. <laughs> it's like yes. marketing. Oh,
1: and it's my least favorite part. I hate marketing.
0: <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> All right. Okay, so have you ever dealt with things like imposter syndrome or comparing yourself to other books or anything like that? How do you deal with it?
1: So I deal with that probably on the daily.
0: <laughs> same,
1: same. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's just, say, um, an issue that any creative has to deal yeah. with um, just because, like, we're our own worst critic. So it's, it's very hard. Um, and I have found myself occasionally I'll compare myself to other books, not that I necessarily read, but just like other indie authors that are seemingly doing better than me or something like that. And then I have to tell myself, like we're all, we're all just trying to tell our stories and no one can take away the stories that I'm telling. And that's okay. That like that they're succeeding. We want, we want each other to succeed, so that the creative field can continue to flourish. But when I'm having a particularly bad imposter syndrome day, i'll just I'll just read my good reviews, the good reviews that I've gotten, and just remind myself that I set out to write the story because I wanted to write the story. I didn't set out to write it because I wanted a million people to like it. it It kind of helps put into perspective that even if I write the story and only a handful of people are like, oh my gosh, your story changed my life or I really loved your story. That's good enough for me.
0: That's a great way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they they say you have to write what you want to read. And so you're totally right. Like nobody's going to write your story. It's your story. And that's the most important thing is just putting out what you want. And there's going to be people that love it. There's probably gonna be people that don't like it as well, but not every book is for everyone. Exactly. And you just got to take exactly just take the good. And then that's all we're focusing on. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I had the mistake as a new baby author of reading my first like one star review. And I was like, oh, and I after I reached out to some people, and they were just like, don't do that. It, it's not it's not worth it. And they just obviously weren't into your book. I kind of realized that it, that's true. Like you said, not everyone's going to like your book. And it's just, it doesn't mean it's a bad book. It just means that it wasn't to that person's tastes and that's okay.
0: Yeah, and I had another author tell me that um, what she would do is go to like her favorite book that she thinks is so amazing. And like, see, well, they have one-star reviews too. So it just happens to everybody. Yep, I had somebody tell me to do that. And so that's what I did. And it,
1: it did make me feel better. So it's, yeah, it's definitely helpful, I think.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. We kind of talked about this just now a little bit, but what do you do if there's any like setbacks? We talked about like the bad reviews. um, But if like maybe something catastrophic happens, (laughs) hopefully nothing happens (laughs) like that. (laughs) But I guess like, um, you know, what are other ways that you kind of are dealing with like something goes wrong or like if you have to redo your whole book, like you said, or 50% of your book, like how do you keep going?
1: if if, like if I have to rewrite a large portion of my book I just tell myself that I want I want the book to be the best version of itself and if I have to continue polishing it for a while in order to achieve that that's fine with me in terms of like other things like if my book's not selling or something I've been having I've been struggling with that a little bit this month because this month was the worst month for me in terms of sales online at least I have a little book book area in my shop that I sell physical copies. And that has been selling really well. But online, it's just been kind of at a standstill a little bit. And I just tell myself that the more books I put out, the more sales I'm going to have. And that kind of helps me just push forward and just keep writing. Because they say like, your backfill is so important. And so that kind of, that kind of helps me put in perspective that I only have one book out. Like it's, it's going to take a while for things to kind of become super steady.
0: Yeah. I've read the same thing. They say the best way to market your book is to keep writing more books, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like, I mean, we all love writing. So obviously it's not like a problem to be doing that, (laughs) but um, it's kind of just like when you only have like, yeah, one or two books out, it's kind of like. But what do I do now in the meantime? Because it takes, you know, so long to write and edit a book. yeah. So it can still be a little bit discouraging. And, like, I was talking to some of the other authors on Imaginarium. And, like, the one author I was talking to had, like – she said she had, like, nine books out or something. And I was like, wow, I have, like, one. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Oh I my cannot God. imagine. Like, this is why you're so popular. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. over here. <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, wow. <sighs> it's a good thing we like writing because otherwise mm, yes. it would be – a lot tougher to get through it. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So what is your, um, like, end goal with writing? Like, do you have a certain number of books or, like, a series or, like, which kind of your goals?
1: So my ultimate goal is to be a full-time writer because I do find that, like, When I have to go to work, which I'm very lucky that when I go to work, I'm going to my own shop. So like I can sit there and write if I need to, um, like if the shop isn't busy and stuff. But Mm -hmm. but when I go to work, it kind of interrupts my my creative flow. So I know if I was able to, like, write full time, um, I would get writing done a lot quicker. Like I get books written a lot quicker. Um, I'm already kind of a slow writer. I can't imagine some of these people that rapid release, I, I admire them, but I'm also like, how do you even do that? <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, so yeah, probably my end goal is to be a full-time writer. Uh, I have two long series planned. And then I'm also working on a uh, Fae romance novel right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's like a romantic. And I have two duologies planned in that universe. So I have, I have some like ideas, but I have no idea what I would do like after that. I don't have any, any stories planned after those, all of those books.
0: Sure. Well, that's a lot of books.
1: It is, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the two long series. Like the Misfit series is probably going to be about eight or nine books. So I I have a while to go, but. Yeah. Oh my
0: gosh. How long did it take you to write, like, um, let's say your second? Are you done writing your second book? Or are you still writing it?
1: So my editor gets my second book uh, in June. And it took me. I started kind of writing it last year, but. I did the bulk of it from like January to April. So it. Okay. That's yeah. normal. That's not yeah. slow. What do you mean? <laughs> I know. But I feel like, I feel like my time between like getting it done. And then some people are publishing like three months after they, they like finish writing their first draft. And I'm like, how do you uh-huh. do that? <laughs> but, but yeah, cause my, I'm, I'm hoping tentatively, I'm hoping for a release um, in December for the second book. So it, it's, it's kind of slower than what I've seen, but I, I've told myself I'm going to write at my pace because if I try to set like an unrealistic expectation of myself, I'm just going to – I'm going to disappoint myself and and or I'm not going to put out a good book, so –
0: Yeah, I think that's really important too. Cause I think there's a lot of like messaging out there where it's like you have to write every day and you have to write this many words. Like, you know what I mean? That there's so much like pressure. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like everybody just needs to do their own thing because sometimes like it's not realistic for everybody to write every single day or whatever if you're like Like you know, we have jobs and other stuff. So yeah, I think that there needs to be like Less messaging in the, like, writing world of, like, you have to do this, you have to do that, yes. you have to do this. Because it's like, no, you don't have to. <laughs> it's yeah. okay.
1: Every writer is different, and their, yeah. the way they achieve their writing goals is different. So it it's hard for those posts to be accurate because not everyone's going to write or have a process that's the same.
0: Right, Exactly. So we have arrived at the rapid fire round. So um, this is going to be a few questions. You could just list off whatever comes to your mind first. Okay. All right. So question one, we talked about this a little bit, but what is your day job? If you have one?
1: Yes. I own a metaphysical shop
0: in the historic part of my town. That's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what hobbies do you have besides writing and reading?
1: Um, I play a lot of video games with my, uh, siblings and my boyfriend. Uh, I play a lot of D and D we get together once a week, which I know is very, uh, a lot of people don't get to do that. I feel very lucky. Um, I collect plants and I love watching horror movies.
0: Okay. Side question. Yes. Are you playing the new legend of Zelda game that just came out?
1: I, I have not been able to get it yet, but I have heard amazing things. I'm so excited to play it.
0: (laughs) Okay. You'll have to tell me about it. I haven't played it yet because I went to go, I went to go buy it. And then I was like, I literally didn't even finish Breath of the Wild and it's a sequel to Breath of the Wild. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's kind of of the same boat I'm in. I need to finish the first game and then play the second, even though I'm seeing all these videos, I'm like, Oh, I need to play this game.
0: (laughs) I know it looks so good. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So what is uh, your favorite book that you've read?
1: Um the first one that always comes to mind
0: is 6 of crows. Okay. Um uh, what is your favorite time of day to write?
1: Usually during the day or evening time.
0: And uh what music do you listen to when you're writing your books?
1: So usually it's film scores. I listen to a lot of Lord of the Rings music. Um, nice. But right now, while I write my fae romance, I'm listening to a composer called Peter Gundry. He kind of has a creepy, like whimsical um, oh, cool. sound. And it just it fits the vibe of my book very well. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm totally a big believer of you got to have your music match yes. your vibe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What is your biggest pet peeve or trope that you hate seeing in a book?
1: uh probably explicit content like sex scenes and stuff without plot or reason like if it doesn't further the plot that it, it's just a personal uh like pet peeve of why like I won't read a book if it doesn't have a reason behind
0: it. Yeah, I'm on the same boat as you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what is a trope or theme that you want to write about that you haven't written about yet?
1: Um I I couldn't think of a trope or a theme, but two genres that I kind of want to explore eventually is maybe a Western or a sci-fi.
0: Ooh. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I also am very interested in sci-fi. Yes. I think I'm going to have a sci-fi book upcoming. Oh,
1: nice. Yeah, <laughs> but, I'll have to look um, out for it.
0: Yeah. I feel like fantasy and sci-fi kind of go hand in hand. Exactly, so. yeah. Uh, all right. So back to the regular questions. What yes. what advice would you give someone that's just starting out as an indie author or they're thinking about um, getting into it?
1: I would say the most important thing is to not give up. Uh, some days can be really hard and you can be super frustrated, but just don't give up because your story deserves to be told. Surrounding yourself with support is really helpful because... Being, writing and publishing a book for the first time can be one of the most stressful things ever because there's just yeah. so many, there's so many things you have to do that you didn't even think of. Like, for sure yeah, like I didn't really know the difference between like KDP and Ingram and like all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, and then the formatting, I didn't even put that together that you have to format your book and things like that. So, um, so yeah, so surround yourself with support and people that you can like ask questions about uh, to and stuff like that. And the one of the most important things is probably to give yourself breaks when you need them, because if you don't, you'll burn out and then it just it gets worse from there. So giving yourself breaks is super important.
0: Yeah, definitely. I am a culprit of doing way too much. So
1: yeah. yes, same. <laughs> I need that advice. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had to force myself to, for breaks because I'm also the same way. So <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And there's way. I feel like even if you research everything ahead of time, like before you start publishing, there's still like, I did so much research and then I still like was in it. And I was mm-hmm. like, there was like 50,000 other things I needed yes. to do. And I was like, I don't even know what this means. Yeah, what I know.
1: Yep, I was the same exact way.
0: Yeah, so I think people should just know that you're never going to be prepared, but just do yeah. it anyway. <laughs> well, and
1: most people will, like even our readers, if we mess up, they understand we're we're trying to do all of this ourselves. So if we have a little mess up, everyone's totally
0: understanding of it. Yeah, that's true for sure. All right, so... Um, What other projects do you have coming up? I'm pretty much only
1: working on a a waltz through flames right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to that fade duology. I'm hoping to have both written uh, by next year so that I can rapid release them next summer, hopefully 10 nice. Um,
0: But we'll see. (laughs) So that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, And then lastly, where can we find you? Are you going to be at any events? What's your social media? Plug it all.
1: So I don't have any events scheduled yet. I Other than like my town's fall festival that um, I'll have a okay. booth at. But nice. But um, yeah, no events yet. I've tried to si- sign up for some of them, but we'll see. No, fingers crossed. Um, and then my socials, I'm probably most active on Instagram at Jordan Dugdale author. Um, but you can also kind of find me occasionally on TikTok at the same time uh, same URL.
0: Awesome. You should check out, um, if you're trying to get into events, there's that new book fest, the harvest book fest that oh. I think was in Chicago. I don't know if you saw that one. I did not. I don't know how close Chicago is to you, but they, <laughs> they're like new. Um, it's like the first time they're doing it. It's not till 2025 though. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. I'll definitely yeah, look just into it. Maybe check that one out. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's yeah, been great talking welcome. to you. Thanks for joining me today on Behind the Writer. Make sure you're following our Instagram at behind the writer Pod for all the latest updates and previews of the guests to come. We'll see you next time.